We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know him uh, from ESPN's Around the Horn, PTI. Uh, He's got a Sirius XM NBA radio show, uh, The Starting Lineup. That's from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. every morning weekday morning, and yes, Network, the great Frank Isola joins us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Frank, welcome to the show. Boys, what's going on? Well, a lot. <laughs> I just I just love that we knew we were going to have you on, and then our producer Keith said, you got to check out Frank's Twitter, and it is you quote tweeting the video that's put out there where Kyrie said he's happy to be in a place where he feels wanted because he said he felt... Uh, disrespected at times in Brooklyn. So I'm just going to open the floor. Your response, sir? <laughs> well, like I said, last you know, last June, he could have opted out of his contract and left the Nets because he's not just talking about this season being, being disrespected, but he opted into his, his contract and because the Nets were going to pay him the most money. No one was willing to offer him a huge contract. Maybe the Lakers wanted him, but no one was willing to give him that money. So for him to say that now, as I said, after he courageously tolerated all the disrespect being uh, levied at him by the Brooklyn Nets, you know, the Nets are running a basketball team and a business. And, you know, here's a guy who also during that same press conference said, you know, nobody ever talks about my work ethic. It's almost as if he's trying to put you on a little bit. This is a guy that in, um, I think it was 308 games he played in Brooklyn, or it might have been uh, 298, whatever it was. He played in 156, and he missed 141. So a guy that essentially missed half the games wants you to be praising his work ethic. That it's, you're, you're, you're being somewhat delusional. Also, guess what? When it's your job to be a basketball player, you don't get extra credit for having a great work ethic. Everyone should have that. That's like it is your job. And I, I'll say this about him. He was great the last two months. There's no question about it. He played really well. And I think he went to the Brooklyn Nets and said, see, I'm playing great. Now give me my four-year extension and they said no 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 yeah you've been great these last two months but what about the three previous years where if you look at what he did whether it was injury illness suspension uh vaccination status or personal leave again he missed 140 either 141 142 games while with the brooklyn nets there's no there's no denying that he just wasn't available enough and for him to talk about respect and uh, you know disrespect i mean come on Kyrie. Just being completely delusional. Frank, do you think it's going to work in Dallas? No. No, I don't. I mean, I understand what the Mavs are doing from this standpoint. They try to make a run at this year because the Western Conference does seem wide open, and Kyrie had been uh, playing well. But, you know, they're also a really small team, and you added another small player who's not a great defensive player. So, of course, everyone's just going to talk about offense. 
But, you know, he was playing with a great player in Kevin Durant, who's a different kind of superstar than Luka. Luka Doncic is obviously a brilliant player. He does dominate the ball a lot, much like James Harden does, much, much like Trey Young does. Their teammates don't always love playing with guys like that. So we'll see. I mean, Kyrie's best with the ball in his hands, and Kevin Durant, you know, would allow that to happen when, you know, they only played 74 regular season games together. But, you know, they had a good record when they played. I understand it from Dallas' standpoint of trying to make a run at it this year, and they could always let Kyrie walk, and then I guess they'll be under under the cap. But I, I just – I always think – everyone thinks that they're going to be able to, you know, unlock the magic of Kyrie ever since he left the Cleveland Cavaliers. No one's been able to do it for a sustained period of time. And I think most of the teams end up feeling, A, unsatisfied, and I think they almost feel duped in a way. Certainly the Celtics felt that way, and I think the Brooklyn Nets felt that way as well. Frank Isola on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. There's a lot of places we're going to go with this, but I did want to get your thoughts on the Cavs. Um, they've got a three-game winning streak. Uh, their head coach says, that, yep, we know how to win now. I'll ask you, are you buying the Cavs as a top-six seed this year? Oh, I am. I, I think advancing in the playoffs will be difficult because I do think you know, even a team like Miami, which has struggled this year, you know, they still – have a lot of experienced players. They've been to the finals. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks have won a finals, and they have the Boston Celtics, who went to the finals last year. You know, the East is so tough. But I think for Cleveland, getting a top-six uh, seed, getting out of the first round would be a big-time accomplishment. But they've done a really good job you know, putting that roster together in terms of drafting, a free agency, and the trades. Obviously, the trade for Jared Allen was a good one, and the, the trade for Donovan Mitchell was really good. Obviously, the Knicks won him. I think the Knicks blew that one. By not being able to get him, I do think that Danny H probably wanted Lowry Markin in ahead of R.J. Barrett. But you know, there's no doubt about it that the, that the Cavs are an up-and-coming team in this league. You just wonder how they'll do in that you know first playoff series. Because let's face it, you know, you look at you know Evan Mobley, you love him as a player. Same thing with Darius Garland; they really haven't been through it yet. And even Donovan Mitchell, who's been terrific this year, he's had struggles in the past in the playoffs. So I think for them getting in, getting if they can get to the second round, I know. They, they don't want to hear this, but I think that would be a big uh, a big time step for that entire franchise and obviously that team. Frank, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell, the big trade. I was going to ask you if, in hindsight, the Knicks made a bad decision by not trading for Donovan Mitchell, but I'll I'll, I'll go I'll keep it in Cleveland here. Should we expect Donovan here for the rest of his current contract, which would be next year and the year after? I would think so. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure he likes it there, and and. You know, the one thing is about Cleveland, and you notice this when LeBron left, besides the fact, and I've been there a lot, it's a great sports town, and they're passionate about their teams. When when LeBron left that first time and the fans were still coming to the games, I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Then obviously he comes back, and even after the year that he left, they're just so supportive of the team. They get a great crowd there. Um, you know, he's he's on a good team, and sometimes – you know, uh, if you look at a lot of New Yorkers that have played, whether it's for the Mets or the Yankees or the Knicks or the Nets, sometimes it's it's a more of a, it's more of a hassle than anything else. Everyone falls, you know, this idea that oh, he's from New York, he can handle it. But sometimes it can be a little bit too much. If he's happy in Cleveland and they got a good team, well, you know, wh- why would you leave? And it seems like they're trending in the right direction. And yeah, I think he scored a lot of points uh, the other day with that whole situation with Dylan Brooks because. We were joking around about it on the radio. You know, um, Donovan Mitchell went to Greenwich Country Day School in Greenwich, Connecticut, which you know probably one of the most expensive zip codes in the country. And we thought it was funny that a guy from like Greenwich Country Day School 
took uh, Dylan Brooks and threw him to the ground. You know, Dylan Brooks, who loves to carry himself, is the toughest guy in the NBA. So even though Donovan Mitchell didn't get in a fight, I think he kind of uh, warned. I think he got some street cred, huh? I think a lot of players took notice that mm, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't mess with that guy so much. I, I thought Donovan Mitchell, even though I get it that he got fined and everything like that, I actually that might have been money well spent for him. Frank, all eyes tonight on the Lakers. You talked about LeBron there briefly. Uh, LeBron going for Kareem's record tonight needs, I believe, 36 points to, to surpass him. Um, number one, do you think he does it tonight? Um, and then two, what are your thoughts on the Lakers going forward here? Yeah, and I think... You know, let's say he gets, you know, both games are going to be on TNT. And if he does it Thursday, you're doing it against Milwaukee, which was Kareem's first team, and he was Lou Alcindor. He played for the Milwaukee Bucks. And do it against them, and you do it against Giannis. Plus, let's face it, 36 points tonight, if you were to get that, that'd probably be sometime in the fourth quarter. Like the whole ceremony thing could be a little weird, where if he went into the game on Thursday needing like six points, and do it in the first quarter, and they stop the game and every and everything like that. It might be uh, it. Ju- it just kind of fits better. And let's face it, LeBron, you know, he knows how to perform. He's very smart about where the cameras are. You, you think know, he pl- if he's got thirty three in the fourth quarter, you think he passes up the the game winner? <laughs> uh, no, but I would say this: knowing the way Giannis is, he better make sure he doesn't need fifteen or more points going into Thursday because Giannis may take it upon himself and say. He will not break this record uh, with, with me on the court tonight. And maybe Giannis will guard him the whole game. The other thing was, which my radio partner, Brian Scalabrini, brought up a, a funny point. You know, so I guess LeBron has been working. People like in a pregame have seen him working on a sky hook. So they think when he needs one more basket to do it, that he's going to pay homage to Kareem Interesting. and shoot a sky hook. And, and Brian said what would be great is somebody like Brooke Lopez should intentionally goaltend the shot. So this way, so this way, historically, it'll be LeBron, you know, the, the, the basket That's hilarious. that put him over Kareem didn't even go in the basket. And who knows if it ever would have made it in because it got, you know, uh, goaltended by all people, Brooke Lopez. I wonder if he's going to scream, Kareem, this is for you after he does it. I don't know. That, uh, well, another yeah. Nike well, that- slogan. Well, that's the thing, right? And that seemed a little rehearsed, but I get it. They won. That was an unbelievable moment for him. That was a great game that he had, of course. But how about the thing a couple of weeks ago in Boston when you know, he thought he got fouled? I get his initial reaction. He was upset, but the falling to the knees and you know, trying to rip his shirt off. It was, come on, you're 38 years old. Let's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little beneath him to be, to be conducting himself like that. I get it. Again, he was upset. But it's funny, the Lakers have been all over this, and their fans have been all over it, too. And as you guys know, everyone hates the Lakers because the Lakers, they got everything. They got the great weather. All the stars always have wanted to go there. And when they start whining about calls, like they a week ago I looked at it, they were sixth in the league in free throw attempts and fifth in the league in free throws made. And during this trip, they played Indiana, and they took 31 free throws in the game, and Indiana took six. And in the, this, was in Indiana, this was in Indianapolis. And then in the fourth quarter, they went to the free throw line 16 times, and Indiana went zero times. And I'm thinking, why isn't LeBron, Anthony Davis, Patrick Beverly, Darvin Ham, why aren't they saying, you know what? It was a little unfair that we went to the free throw line so many times tonight. The referees should have done a lot better job for Indiana. How come they didn't, how come they didn't have a, an issue with the officiating that night? It's only when they don't get calls, I guess, then. Huh? That, that, that's how it works. That that seems pretty logical, Frank. Why are both these games, uh, the 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 Thunder game tonight and the Bucks game on Thursday night, 
Is ten is ten p.m. really the right tip time for that? Uh, it's 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 a fair point, but you know it's a the game's already scheduled for this time, and it would be more reasonable. Let's say he needed sixty points, and he would then he would probably do it Saturday against the Golden State Warriors, which is a I think that's an eight o'clock game on ABC. I, I understand what you're saying, but those games are already scheduled. Um, for that time, so there's nothing really the NBA could do. I also don't think you know the one thing about the NBA fans. I'm not. I don't think the NBA fans get that wrapped up in numbers. For me, like the number that sticks out the most, it's unlike you know uh, Joe DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak or the home run record in baseball. I, I think the number that stands out the most in the NBA is 100 points, which is what Wilt did, and it's hard to imagine anybody could do that. Then again, with the way they defend now in the NBA, who knows? Maybe a backup could potentially do it. I just don't think, like, everyone knows, or some people know that Kareem has the record, but nobody really knows what the exact number is. It's almost like passing yards in the NFL. It's not really a number that sticks out. So, of course, it's an incredible accomplishment for LeBron. It's just, a, you know, another example of what a legendary all-time player is, arguably the greatest player in the history of the sport. He's fourth all-time in assists. He's about to be number one. In scoring, but I just don't think it resonates. Not because so much it's LeBron. I just don't think it resonates because people don't really relate to that number and what it is. Frank Isola on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline with the Nets super team imploding. Not once, but twice. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you: Is the super team era over in the NBA? No, but I mean, I, mean, I still think players will try to arrange, um, you know, to get together, and I think. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, did it right if, in terms of building a super team. I didn't like the way – if I were him, I wouldn't have done it, and he messed up, you know, kind of the competitive balance in the NBA when he went to the um, Golden State Warriors. But by going there, he was the best player on a team that included Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And as you guys in Cleveland know, I mean, they, you guys played, what was it, nine finals games against them, and they went 8-1. They only lost one time with with Kevin Durant. Why he left that to join Kyrie Irving never made any sense to me. You have like the, the superstar, especially a guy like Steph Curry, who's as humble as they come and was okay with it. Figures, well, I'll just keep winning championships. I don't mind that you were here. Kevin Durant traded in Steph Curry for Kyrie Irving. So on the one hand, building the super team there in San Francisco or Oakland, I guess when Kevin Durant was there worked. Why he did it this way makes no sense because, let's face it, LeBron built one in Miami. In theory, he came back to Cleveland and it worked, and then he went out to L.A. and got them to, to you know, force the trade to get Anthony Davis. I understand that one was in the bubble, and I think for a lot of us it's a bit of a tainted championship. Yes, sir. It still, it still counts as a championship. Yeah, I'll give him that. Allegedly. Uh, Frank, I want to get your thoughts here as we wrap on J.B. Bickerstaff and the job that he's done. He's taken a lot of criticism this season especially for some of his, his adjustments, late in games, some of his rotations. If if things go south, I'm not saying they're going to go south for the Cavaliers, but let, let's say things don't go as well as planned, and obviously the expectations have changed once they got Donovan Mitchell. Um, what do you what do you think about Bickerstaff and the job he's done, and, and is he on the hot seat? Oh, oh I, I, think, I think he's done a very good job. And okay. I, I think a lot of times, you know, you, you see it here in New York, you know, with Tom Thibodeau, and you look at the talent that the Knicks have, which isn't great, and every time they lose, all the fans want them fired. And I think, you know, I think J.B. Bickerstaff has done a good job. I think they've done a really good job developing the players. And I get it. When you lose games, you order, well, why did you play this guy here? How come you uh, cut this player's minutes? I do think 
if they get to the playoffs this year, let's say they get knocked out in the first round, I would think for him next season getting off to a good start would probably help because I think that's when people in the organization start in with, oh, maybe we don't have the right coach. I'm sure J.B. Bickerstaff knows how that works. But I think I think overall, I think he's done a very good job. Frank, we got about 45 seconds. Uh, this one's from the heart. Is Cam Reddish a smart buy-low idea at the deadline for a team like <laughs> Cleveland? Uh, he, could, he could score. He ain't going to defend. Don't be expecting him to be LeBron James chasing somebody down for a block. That ain't going to happen. Let me ask you guys a question. Is Le- when is LeBron going to get the statue in Cleveland? He's going to get one, right? Yeah, of course. Well, it depends on Dan Gilbert. Yeah, it probably depends on I, Gilbert. I, but... I, would, I would say uh, about five seconds after he retires. Right. Yeah, he should. He he should. If I'm him, I'd rather have one in Cleveland than one in L.A. You ever go out to L.A.? There's a statue of everybody. Yeah, Good and point. and Lakers fans don't love him that way yeah. yet. Uh Frank. Yeah. Great hey, stuff, hey, Frank. Buddy. La- last thing, who you got Sunday? Super Bowl. Uh, I don't better. Patrick Mahomes is too good. Uh, something tells me. Something tells me he'll find. He'll find a way to win. Okay. Right. What, what about the, the first half? What about the first half, Frank? <laughs> well, what are you doing, a prop bet? Yeah, the yeah first man, half man, money we're, line. We're maybe talking about things, putting trying to things figure, together. We're just trying to do a little crowd uh, surfing, sourcing, I should maybe say. Four, four, 14 10 uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And how many times? We know what the other prop bet should be. How many times do you think they're going to say, don't forget, stay tuned for halftime when Rihanna will be performing? <laughs> how many times are they going to say that? Take the, take the over. Take Always the over. take the over. Frank, great Thanks, stuff, buddy. buddy. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Take care. It's tough for me to really argue with anything that he said about the Cavs, where they are, and, and what this year might entail. If you get one round in, and, and but no, let's two things. You claim a clinch a, a top six seed. Mm-hmm. This season's already success. You win a playoff series, it's beyond you just made money. Like it, like making house, playing with house money. Like it is. Anything beyond a top six seed's great. You make you win a playoff series, or you push uh, Milwaukee or Miami or any one of those teams to seven games. Even I think that's huge, and will play huge dividends, pay huge dividends to the team over the 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 rest of Donovan Mitchell's contract. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I think this team is going places. I think that you know you you talked to like I saw actually calm me down a little bit. Especially Ooh. with the JB stuff. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, listen, because I'm a local Homer reactionary fan when it comes to the Cavaliers, and he's somebody who covers the league and obviously talks to a lot of people and understands exactly what the Cavs are trying to do and, and what he sees and sees sees I mean, he sees something in the guy. Um I don't know that that it's definitely gonna be long term, mm-hmm. but he definitely kinda like talked me off the ledge a little bit. Yeah, I, I I said earlier, like, I definitely have already violated, and it was last week. Last the, the Cavs week, panic meter? Well, no. When I have said I'm not going to overreact. Last week, there were a couple bad losses, and I, I, I overreacted. I can say that. I don't think having a conversation on whether JB's the right guy is the overreaction. I think... I think just starting to, to doubt them too seriously. Because I think the reality is, here's the answer. I don't know. They're they're the perfect mix of you have a superstar player, yep, and you have three guys. And I don't know Jarrett's a, a superstar. Evan Mobley and Darius Garland can be though. And this this mixture, what the Cavs are trying to do, it's just it's a unicorn. So rarely have we ever seen a small market team or a mid market team, whatever you want to call Cleveland, 
trade for a top 15 player without surrendering much of anything, any of those assets that we just talked about. So it's an open book. And the reality is there is a downside to that. The open book is you don't get a top six seed and you have to sing for your supper and then play Boston and Milwaukee in the playoffs in that first round. But the positive is you could get a top four seed. You are talented enough to get a top four seed. You need a couple couple good breaks, in fairness, but like you are you are that talented. And so it's a little intimidating having the Cavs season, the rest of this season, the playoffs be that wide open. Two one six five seven eight double O nine two. Let's go with Eric. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? How you doing this afternoon, evening? What's up, Eric? Um, doing well, bud. Hey, Nick. You know, you didn't really, uh, you wasn't wrong to to like, uh, you know, hit the panic button. I think uh, it, 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 I don't have a problem with the, the Cavs losing, but it's just how they were losing. Like, you know, I thought it was like a lack of effort and things like that, and that's kind of like what frustrated me. You know, when those win one lose one type of situation and the mistakes they were making, the mental mistakes. So I think you know that was caused, and I don't. You know, whatever button JB, whatever adjustment he made, um, you know, unlocking Evan Mobley, I think is really like showed the rest of the team like, yo, you know, we can actually go through him and get and get points consistently. And um you could tell the work that Quirrell's putting in. I mean, you know, he's he's playing a little bit more consistently, I think over the last what, three, four weeks maybe. And so, um and I and I, I was listening to Isola and it's like, you know, if you just get to the playoffs, you never know what can really happen because look, Phoenix had no experience. They beat the Lakers and they went to the finals. So you're like, you never know, really know what can happen once those guys get a taste of that, that competitiveness in the playoffs and how it goes down. So if they can crack this top four, you know, we, we, we looking pretty, pretty good. And it's just a toss up once you get there. I know Milwaukee and Philly teams are good and Boston, but you know, we, we got a top, top 10 player and you know, he can go toe to toe with some of those guys. So this is going to be real interesting going down the stretch. Eric, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, I agree to most of the East, it's a toss-up. I think the Cavs in most of the East, it's a toss-up. Now, there are, I, I don't want to face Miami. I think they're a veteran team that could give you hell. But, like, there's really only two teams that scare the ever-loving crap out of me in the East. It's the Bucks and the Celtics. And and you can probably throw the Sixers in there. Yeah. So, like, that's a toss-up. Not when it comes to the top two teams and – and because Embiid is so special, probably not Philadelphia either. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Don, you stick there. Are you guys buying the Cavs as a top four seed, or is it too early to buy them as a top four seed? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 
Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.